are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Always subscribe on YouTube. And thanks to those who make Locked on Packers their first Listen of the day. We love starting our mornings with you. We have Lily Zhao on the program today. Zhao, you doing? We always do this on Wednesday, even on the bye week. We could not let this opportunity pass to talk about what was a terrific, entertaining, compelling game here on on Sunday, but there's still, you know, we we have to push it forward. We we still are gonna have to, you know, think about. What else is going on? Because the Packers did have some news, unfortunately, in this case, because Devondre Campbell landed on the COVID list. And, you know, first and foremost, and and I, I don't feel like I need to say this, but I need to say this because people will get mad. Otherwise, the concern trolls will be after me. Of course, my first priority with with any injury, but especially with something like this virus, is I want these guys to be okay. I want them to be healthy. I want them to not end up in the hospital, which has happened, by the way, to NFL players, people who have had really bad reactions to it. And we have the new variant, all that stuff. This is this is not a epidemiology hour. So let's start there. We hope Devondre Campbell is back. He's healthy and does not have any ill effects from COVID, a lot of athletes have come back and and had real issues as a result, lingering issues, respiratory issues. And this is the stretch where all of this stuff matters a little bit more. From a practical standpoint, he, we don't know at this point, as of recording, uh, his vaccination status. And because the Packers are on a bye, they don't actually have to tell us um, and unless it leaks, we won't know. Now, we may get a hint next week if uh, he's not practicing. So remember, the deal is um, vaccinated players, they can come back when they have two negative tests. Unvaccinated players, it's 10 days irrespective of those tests. And if that seems weird, it is because there have been players in the league this year who have been vaccinated and have actually been out longer because they didn't get those two positive or the two negative tests and the people who were unvaccinated got to come back faster. Does that make sense? No, absolutely not. Um, that that was put in place as an incentive to get vaccinated. And I don't think they thought about the bang on consequences, uh, but I think they did it so that you could say, OK, well, you could come back sooner. What they should have done is also capped it. But that's neither here nor there. Um the the fact that if he is unvaccinated, uh, there is then this 10-day window, just like Aaron Rodgers, would get him back in time to be available to play against the Chicago Bears coming out of the bye week. The bye week saves 
Campbell almost no matter what, because it would have been pretty tough, even um, even vaccinated if he were uh, to come back in time to play on Sunday if they needed to. So if this had happened a week ago, there's a real chance that he would have missed the game against the Rams. And I don't have to tell you that would be suboptimal, right? This has been a player who has been revelatory. He has been truly a difference maker, a field tilter, a Pro Bowl caliber player for the Packers this season and has been a a godsend to this defense. It is a reminder of the, the lengths to which luck is required in an NFL season. This could have been the difference. I mean, very truly, he has been so good. This could have been the difference between winning and losing a game. But the fact that it happens on the bye week means that the Packers don't have to worry about that in all likelihood. Aaron Rodgers was asked about this a couple weeks ago. Unvaccinated players could still be close contacts and then they have to be out. Alan Lazard was a close contact of Devontae Adams. He had to sit. And in it's the winter time. We could be getting more surges. The all these players, their statuses become more important, not because I care about their medical records, not because of HIPAA, which, by the way, no one uses right, at least not on Twitter. It's because the decisions that were made can affect playing status. If Aaron Rodgers misses a game in December, January, that's a lot bigger deal than if he misses one in October. So. He is not going to be positive. Luckily, Jordan Love, vaccinated, had COVID. Kurt Benkert, COVID. So in the QB room, at least, the guys that they're in the meeting rooms with every day, he's not going to be a close contact there, but but could be somewhere else. Could be uh, uh, Matt LaFleur or Nathaniel Hackett or Luke Getze. All of that stuff. This is a reminder that this is all this is all tenuous. That there, that there is this luck that is required. They say that they've been diligent about the protocols. I believe them to a point. These, these players, whatever decisions were made, they've been made. Now, they can be undone if you're unvaccinated. You can go get the shot. But their availability is is potentially in question here now you know Rogers benefits from the testing protocols and and he's not going to get tested for a while still can be a close contact same thing with Devondre Campbell or any other player who is unvaccinated so again I don't we don't know what the status of Campbell is but this is a reminder that this is a real thing that is still looming over the season And could still very much affect the outcome of the season. And what a shame it would be if a player, vaccinated or unvaccinated, this is not even a value judgment on that, if they had to miss a crucial game because of the virus, because of something that, you know, they don't really have control over, even if they've taken every precaution, whether it's the daily testing as an unvaccinated player or it is the the vaccination itself, I wish... We could just stop talking about it and just talk about football or even talk about Aaron Rodgers drama or Devontae Adams contract situation. I I would much rather talk about that or people, you know, mad at Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekinds, whatever. I mean, I would much rather talk about that than this. 
luckily, luckily for Green Bay, this is not going to impact, in all likelihood, a game. Does that mean that they're out of the, the woods on this? No way. No way. We we still have to be vigilant as, as observers, as fans, as media, of what is happening on this team. And again, this is not about scapegoating people or status, whatever. That part of it, again, people have made their choices. You know how I feel about this. Um, I respect that people have a choice. I don't always respect the choice or the way that these things are handled. That's not the point. And I know there are going to be some people who go, well, keep the same energy for, for Devondre that you had for Aaron Rodgers. You're just an Aaron Rodgers guy and, and you're, you're going to go after him. And that's why you went so hard. No, I went, I went after Aaron Rodgers because of the way he handled it. Now, I also think a quarterback, it's different just because of the way they affect the game. I think as a leader, all of that stuff, that was more about the way it was handled and then the follow-up than the actual decision. Because you may recall, I did not kill Alan Lazard for what happened with him. Was it unfortunate? Yes. There were, there were some people who were like, cut him. I don't think that that is an appropriate response. But it is a reminder that these decisions have consequences. All decisions do. And we have to be cognizant of those consequences. Say that 10 times fast. So that's why we, we have to continue to talk about it. Um, it. If you're going to get it, and, and again, hopefully he's okay, now is the time to do it. But again, that doesn't matter. It only matters positive test-wise moving forward that he's not going to get tested. Anyone could be a close contact. That is still on the table, and and that is still something that could that could swing a playoff game, that could swing a game in December, and that is that sucks. I mean, that's that's the reality. That sucks. So all the politics, whatever you want to call it, aside, it it this is still something that that the team, the NFL, and all of us are having to deal with. That sucks too. Everyone wishes we were through this. No one is like, hey, this is great. Let's stay here forever. No. I mean, I like work from home. I get to spend more time with my son and my wife. But it would be great if I could do that and not have, have this thing hanging over all of us. So again, there's, I'm not, not lecturing anybody on the choices that they've made. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm not attacking anybody. Relax. But this, this could have real-world impact on the Packers, the team that I cover, and the team that you presumably cheer for. Unless you're one of those hate-listening Bears fans, which, by the way, there are some. And shout-out to you guys. Truly, shout-out to you guys. All right, we'll get to Lily Zhao in a second. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered all season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march toward the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, the streak is back again. 
Lily Zhao joining us from Fox 6 in Milwaukee off a triumphant performance by the Green Bay Packers against the L.A. Rams in a beautiful, not frigid setting, but still it was football weather for sure. We had snow in Green Bay that weekend, a terrific setting for an NFC showdown. Lily, is how you doing? Hey, Peter, doing well. Um, you know, being there out in the elements, it was not as actually as cold as I was expecting, which is good for me because, you know, it's just, I don't, I, I've been in the, web, in the Midwest basically my entire life and I'm still not used to it, but I'm sure it was probably just not the warmest welcome the Rams could have envisioned weather-wise and on the field. Um, but it's going good. Glad the uh, win streak is going to keep piling on here. And uh, Zhao, you doing? I'm I'm good. Uh, for those of us not watching on YouTube, first of all, why? Second of all, you're missing Lily's coat, which is, first of all, awesome. But second of all, she is, she is in fact, indoors, uh, presumably with the heat on and yet with the coat. So that's just, I think that gives you a little bit of a, a sample into the mindset. She goes to Florida for four years and this is what happens. Uh, you're, you're, Bad in and out takes we're going to get to later, just so you know. Um, speaking of Midwest things. So <laughs> the, the, this Packers team, uh, I, I expected them to beat the Rams on Sunday. I didn't expect them to do it as convincingly as they did with the final score, not really showing how in control of the game that they were really from the start. I mean, I, that, that was that was not at all what I expected, even if I expected Green Bay to win. Yeah, and, and that's exactly how I felt. And, you know, outside of that early touchdown to Van Jefferson that Matthew Stafford threw, I honestly didn't even – there was this feeling. I was like, the Rams were never really in it. I mean, yeah, the score was closer than it should have been, but it was just never a game that I thought, man, this Rams team could come back. You know, last week it was a different story against the Vikings. Like, oh, man, they actually took control. But this week it's – you know, we've talked about – or, you know, the pundits have talked about this dream team, you know, they're all in with their star players, but mm -hmm. they come to Lambeau and it was basically just domination by the Packers. And like Aaron Rodgers said, it should have been a 40 plus game. They still left a lot out there on the field. And, you know, we talk about this every week that they still haven't played the perfect game, but I think they're building up to being able to do that. But I think the showing they had against the Rams, you know, the special teams did something good. Defense played really well. The offense could get better. I mean, that's kind of what you want to keep building on to as we enter kind of the final month here. We were talking yesterday on the show about, um, and and I will cop to this, and I did on the show, that that I have been sort of too in, invested in what this team could be with David Bakhtiari back, with Jair Alexander back, and have not appreciated how good they are right now. And I think this was the game that made me stop and go, wait, this team is nine and three. They haven't had their all-pro left tackle all season. They haven't had their their all-pro Pro Bowl edge, whatever you want to say, most of the season. And they haven't had their number one corner, one of the three best corners in the league all season. I don't think we are we are enjoying it enough as as Packer fans, as as media people, just as like this team. These are these are rare opportunities, and I, I want us to take that second and just be like. Hey, this is really cool that they, what they've been able to do. Let's celebrate that part of it with the understanding that there's more work to do. Exactly. And, you know, even Aaron Rodgers has said it multiple times. He's like, I don't think when people were looking at the caliber of teams that we were playing, that we would be nine and three at this point. I mean, they swept the entire NFC West, which was a division right. that a lot of people earlier on were going to say, this is going to be the toughest division in all of the NFL. And 
they went four and zero, and it's it's been really impressive. And I, I just think with the quality of guys that they have had, and let me just be the first first person to say I did not expect this offensive line to only give up one sack for zero yards against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and company. And they have played extremely well. But like you said, it's we need to appreciate the product that they've been putting on the field every single week, and it's been a good product. And I don't want to keep talking about the old special teams, Mason Crosby, because <clears throat> we love them. But this team could potentially be at 10, 11 wins. I mean, you don't know. It, it's just something fun to see that this team has been playing so well with the guys that they have with so many Pro Bowl guys still injured. That one sack, too, was was, as Aaron Rodgers pointed out after the game, not a real sack because it was a scramble. He stepped up. And when you get a zero yard scramble, it goes down as a sack. He he insists that's not a sack. <laughs> Defensively, uh, Joe Barry was captured in the uh, the tunnel with with some elated expletives. <laughs> this was a game that I think clearly meant a lot to him. Um what do you, what do you think the impact that that he has had has been? Is it is it on the field? Is it do you think it is more in in the energy? Because we haven't, and and I was saying this on Twitter, we have not had one of those games with the defense since week one. Week one was weird in a lot of ways. Since week one, we have not had one of those games where they come out and she's like, oh, the defense just like doesn't have it today. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, a lot was made of Joe Barry, his history with the Rams. How would that kind of all shake out when the Packers played L.A.? And, you know, I will be I, I was kind of around the corner from the tunnel um, when he was young, and he was yelling, yes, expletive. Yes. And <laughs> who's screaming down the hallway. So I peeked my head around the corner and it was Joe Barry. He was so fired up and rightfully so. I mean, listen, was that the guy you expected to see? Yeah, I, I thought it was somebody defensively because I'm okay. like, I can't see like, I don't know, like. John Runyon being like, you know, whatever. Uh, so like, it's on defense and it was Joe Barry. Um, but uh, uh, back to your point here, I just feel like, you know, the, the style that they've been able to play and outside of those two long touchdowns that they gave up over the top, that's going to be something that they're going to have to correct. I mean, they were able to play so well. They were, they were winning up front. They were causing havoc. And those guys in the back end outside of those two touchdowns were playing so well. But it's just the energy of this group, I think, led by Joe Barry that has made such a big difference. And it's just such a turnaround to say, oh, there are games that this team can rely on their defense to help them win games. And it doesn't have to be domination. It doesn't have to be Zadarius Smith against the Vikings two years ago, single-handedly winning them the game or week one against the bears where they had infinity pressures against Mitch Trubisky. It doesn't have to be that. It just has to be a clutch play. Like Russell Douglas made a sack fumble here, a stop at the end of the game to cement it. Like those are the things that they need from this defense. By the way, a uh, huge upset. You got to that whole answer without saying juice. The people playing the drinking game are, are, are upset, but yes, I yes, just, yes. I just gave them the chance. There you go. There you go. Please be safe out there for those of you that are that are doing that. If you if you look around the NFC, the Packers don't play this weekend, so we're going to get a great opportunity to just sit and enjoy a Sunday and a Monday and take it all in. As you look around the NFC, is there a team because the Packers are 4-0 against the West as you said and uh undefeated against the playoff teams that they have played from the NFC this year. But is there a team whether they played or not played that you go, okay, this is the team that I'm going, I'm most scared of this team. Ooh, that's a good question. I, let, you know, wait, let, let me start here. Are, do you think the Packers should be afraid of anyone? I would say no at this point, which is crazy, me too. Um, but you still can't discount Tom Brady in the playoffs. 
Um, still can't discount this Cardinals team. They're still very good, even though the Packers did beat them. Um, I think those these three teams are, I mean, everyone's going to say, oh, it's Brady, 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 but never can discount the guy. But I would feel like in terms of their body of work, in terms of their, um, you know, completeness as a team, if that's a word, uh, I feel like the Packers should be the ones that are completeness, cohesiveness. Um, the Packers should be the ones that are the feared, not fearing somebody. I, I'm with you. I, I think for me, the answer would be Tampa just because of Tom Brady, because of what that defense did last year. Um, but I, I certainly think they look less scary this year than they did last year. Although this time last year, they didn't look that scary. And they were getting, I, I think this was, wasn't it week 12 where they got blown up by the Saints? Yeah. And it was, everyone was just sort of like, what is going on? And then they get hot at the end of the year. The, the funny thing about that is that could be the Packers. They could get hot at the end of the year here. They get David Boxiari back. They get Jair Alexander back. What do you think? We, we, we've we've done the who matters the most. So we're not going to play that game. But in terms of things that you think could happen that makes this team better after the bye, whether it's they're getting the run game going or they solidify the offensive line because David Bakhtiari gets back or Jair Alexander, whatever it is, what do you think is the most impactful thing that they can make some improvements on in the second half, although we're past the second half, but in this last stretch here of the regular season? Another good question. I, you know, I feel like, you know, the getting healthy is going to be the number one thing is, you know, you have, you know, these key guys, Aaron Rodgers included, and they're banged up. So I think getting them back to semi full health is going to be the most important thing. But, you know, I I even asked Aaron Jones this. I said, what is going to be the key? Because this team hasn't won after a bye in five years, I believe. So what is going to be the key? And he said, well, we're back at home and that's kind of where it starts. It's you want to beat these opponents, especially coming up the Bears. NFC opponent at home. That's kind of where they want to gauge how they're going to be playing the rest of the way with five games left. Um, but to answer your question, I, I feel like if they can get a Jair back, that's going to really fortify that secondary because when you're looking at this defense, it's they're opportunistic. They can create havoc up front, but they're just weakest when you go over the top and you beat them. And so when you, if you, if you have a guy like Jair back there to hopefully shore that up, this could be a championship caliber defense on the offensive side, it's, I think, just the consistency because we can see them move the ball up and down the 20s, but, you know, against the the Rams, they just couldn't punch in a couple times. Mm-hmm. So consistent in the red zone for them will be key. I, I don't know how to explain the red zone stuff because as you're, as you're saying, they, they can move the ball seemingly at will. And then in the red zone, it's like, what, what is going on? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's because it's happening on defense too. They're getting stops or, or teams are really struggling to move the ball. They're having to convert a bunch of third downs and then they get in the red zone and it's like, they, they Jekyll and hide it. I, I don't have a good explanation for it other than I think there's a lot of small sample size bias. I think there's a lot of luck that goes into that. And then you, you can just say, okay, well, They'll, that that worm will turn. Um, we we have to talk about this, Lily. Um, why 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 do you like In and Out Burgers? <laughs> I knew this is where it was going to go. Uh, listen, I just like the flavor of them. I don't know what it is, but when you add the animals or the animal style like sauce in there, it's like perfection. Um, I love Culvers. Don't get me wrong. I uh, like. Okay, I think the good save. <laughs> the perfect meal, like I said on Twitter, would be like an In-N-Out burger with Culver fries, Culver's fries. Like what's that so, what's so interesting about that is there are, I know a lot of people who are like, it's the fries that knocks Culver's down. And I think they're wrong. I'm with you. I think the crinkle cuts are delicious. Yeah, they're amazing. And as much as I love In-N-Out, I mean, their fries, I know they're real and, you know, they taste good animal style, but like the Culver's fries just taste better. No, 
The the in and out fries are trash. Everyone knows that. If you have to put the animal style dressing on it, then they're not very good. That's just that's just logic. Well, because well, it's the it's the same thing with Shake Shack though, because they have the crinkle cuts and people drag the Shake Shack fries, and I don't get it because I also love those. Yeah, I haven't had Shake Shack in a while, so that's gonna have to be corrected. But Peter, I will say based off our Twitter exchange, you'll be proud of me. I actually had a butter burger with fries last night. There we go. No, you know. there we go. It was one of the places when I was, when I was home recently for the game, I had to stop. I actually did not get a burger, but my favorite yeah. snack in high school was a, a chocolate shake and curds, which is just Ooh. like, now that makes me just like kind of nauseous, but <laughs> cause it's a lot of dairy and I'm old and washed now, but like, that was the, that was the go-to and I'm like, I'm hungry, but I don't want to, I don't eat. And I think this is going to be another controversial I think the Culver's chocolate shake is the best chocolate shake on the market. And I love, Ooh. I love McDonald's shakes. I love all shakes. I think Shake Shack has great shakes, but I think the, the Culver's chocolate shake is, it's the best. It's the pinnacle of, of fast food shakes, in my opinion. Oh, now I just want one. Cause every time I go to Culver's, I get like the flavor, like the flavor of the day. So I never mm -hmm. really get a steak. Um, but I, I kind of want one now. I have the soda from yesterday still, cause I'm like a sipper. So I'll maybe milk that and. Did, did you have a go-to Kroll's order? Okay, you're also not going to like me here. I have <sighs> never sadly been to Kroll's. I know, it's the one place in Green Bay I just never had a chance to get to. I was just yeah. arguing with our mutual friend, Rachel Hamer, the other day about East versus West. And I had to explain, my, my grandma has lived around the corner from Kroll's East for years. And so that was always where we would go. And that was, in fact, where I ate after the game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm sad we didn't get to see each other. But I will say, I okay, tell me the difference between East and West. I'm sure people listening are going to be like, come on, you should know this. Well, the, well, one of the differences is size. And, and yeah. then the other is proximity to Lambo. I mean, Kroll's West is like, you Literally. know, right, 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 right. So it's that's that's another of the big differences. I was also I, with my family literally in like the parking lot of WLUK. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like you're so. right there. Yeah. Curls was packed though on Sunday. Like we drove in and I was like, there's probably like a thousand people in the parking lot right there. Well, I told you, I told you before I came that we were going to have a beer and we didn't get a chance to. So, um, I owe you one or you owe me one. I don't know. I don't know which way that that works, but <laughs> either way, we're going to, we're going to make it happen next time we see each other. Lily, yes. we will talk next week. Uh, the, the streak gets to stay intact no matter what, right? We we uh, we keep the streak because there's no game. You can't lose on the bye week. The Lions are going to try, but but uh, <laughs> the Packers can't. So we'll uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Lily. Love it. Thanks. I want to thank Lily for joining the show. Great to talk to her as always. Really bummed that we were not able to connect over the weekend, but we'll make it work soon. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, and if you're like me, uh, you ate a lot over the last week and the more holidays around the corner, regardless of what you celebrate, either you're celebrating now or, or you've got more to come, eating is part of the deal. So in between, in between all of that, enjoy yourself. This is the holidays after all, enjoy yourself. Grab something that tastes delicious, but is also low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and low in fat. You get the best of all worlds, delicious and healthy. Plus, so many flavors. So much diversity of the kinds of things you're going to get, but of course, all covered in 100% chocolate. You need a little extra fuel, feeling a little lethargic. The weather's getting cold. It's dark at like 3.30. 
So you need a little pick-me-up and you need that thing that's going to fuel your body in a, in a healthy way. You want it to taste good. You want it to taste good. And that is exactly what Built Bar is bringing to you. You friends with Santa? Tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. They make a terrific stocking stuffer. I'm serious. A, a great stocking stuffer. Throw them in there. Marshmallow flavors, chocolate. I mean, this is this is what the holidays are all about. Plus, you get the protein, the low calorie, low fat, and the, the high in fiber. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's built.com with the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. All right, we are going to be back tomorrow. Plenty more to get to as we move through this bye week for the Packers. We are still going to have our live show, 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern on YouTube. Go subscribe on YouTube. We will see you there. Uh, I had it all set for the live on Sunday, and then uh, they'll use the wrong link. Unbelievable. Use the wrong link. So there are people going, uh, we're waiting. What are you doing? And they missed it. But hopefully you found it. Um and and we'll be we'll be there on Friday, uh, not on Sunday, Monday show as normal in your podcast feed. But the the YouTube show will not go up until Monday morning. Because why we, we just I guess we could just come and hang out. But we're I'm we're not going to do that. You deserve a break. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang with my family. I would love it if you did the same. But let me know how you're spending your bye week. Hit me up. Let me know how you are spending this Packer bye week. Something that that you want to let me know about with the Packers along with it, would love to hear from you. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. And I did hear from my guy who was, was not listening or was not hearing the intro quite right. And he let me know, hey, my bad. So I appreciate that. I see you. I hear you. I love all the messages that I get from you guys. Um, this the Lockdown Packers community is the best, and I, I am. I didn't say this last week, and I should have. I am thankful for you guys, and and for what we have here. Every time I get in front of the microphone, I am reminded of what an amazing uh, uh, audience that you guys are. And uh, you should subscribe on YouTube right below if you like it do that uh, and anytime you want to hit us up on locked on packers fan hotline you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay locked on packers <laughs>